The following is a Bearded Broadcaster Productions podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Breakfast Time with Waffle and Richard. Glad to have you back with us. And Waffle, it's been a fun weekend. It was a long weekend, but it was an exciting weekend because NFL playoffs were back. Super wild card weekend. And there was one really good game that was really stupid as well, but a lot of blowouts and we'll get into that. But uh, how'd you enjoy, what'd you think about Super Wild Card Weekend? Uh, you know what, for, for the most part, I enjoyed it just because I like football and I'm a football fan. Um, but, you know, it games were good. Bengals Raiders was good. Uh, yeah. The Cowboys 49ers, stupid, so stupid. Can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, the rest of the games, eh. So, you know, it, it was cool. Uh, and, but I, like I just told you, I, I did not watch a single minute of the Monday night game, the Rams and the Cardinals. And that's not not because I didn't want to. I was just tired and I didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. I was in the same boat there too. I had to work on Monday and got home. I turned it on. It was seven nothing. I think I fell asleep. Woke up. It was twenty one nothing at halftime. I'm like, well, I think this game's over. So I went to yeah, bed. So. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good idea. Um, I don't know. I think the end of, of course, the guy got screwed when you only have two really great games this weekend. One was just so mind-numbingly dumb. Um, so that we, everybody was talking about it. But, yeah, I think the NFL, of course, wants to kind of like a college football playoff. You kind of get screwed off on your yeah. earlier games, but hopefully that leads to an instant classic or a better championship game down the road. Right. Well, we should have some very high-caliber matchups mm-hmm. this week. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, this week's going to be exciting. And, Waffle, I'm going to take over here because uh, since this is Bills and Titans, of course, fans, and Titans had the week off because they're the one seed, I got to talk some crap. I got to talk. I got to preach. I'm going to stand on my soapbox. As you can see, the jersey, which, by the way, Waffle gave to me for Christmas. And since then, the Bills have won three straight. Um, thank you for that. I think if so, uh, Buffalo Mafia, you can thank uh, Waffle for the AFC East title and for the trouncing of the New England Patriots. This was an absolute butt whooping. Mm-hmm. 47 to 17. And the oh. Bills did something that has never been done in an NFL game. In all however many years the NFL's been around, 102 years, I think, the NFL's been around. This has never happened before. They scored a touchdown on every single possible drive, except for the last one. And that's when they took a knee to end the game. The Bills offense, which is taking so much crap. I don't want to hear this. Josh Allen can't play in the cold. They need to build a dome in Buffalo. I don't want to hear that crap anymore. He had four incompletions and five touchdowns. The first touchdown pass is one of the greatest touchdown passes he's ever thrown to Dawson Knox back of the end zone. And a pass he admits, he said, I was just trying to throw it out of the back of the end zone. And Dawson Knox happened to be there. And then, of course, so that gets the game started. So I'm thinking, okay, this is great. Josh Allen's making plays. The next drive, Patriots are driving. Micah Hyde. Remember, not good enough to make the Pro Bowl. No one on this defense is good enough to make the Pro Bowl at all. Micah Hyde makes the craziest interception you will see. Absolutely robs the receiver for the Patriots. And I think that just sucked the energy right out of New England. 
Bills, again, like I said, score, score, score. Devin Singletary is able to run all over, which, again, said all year, I sound like a broken record. Got to get the run game going. Devin Singletary had 81 rushing yards, 16 carries, two touchdowns. When motor gets the motor going, the Bills are unstoppable. Josh Allen, six rush, six yards. And then, of course, the guy who's been the X factor recently, Isaiah McKenzie, three rushes for 29 yards. Also had three catches, 45 yards. Did a bit of everything for the Bills. And then guess what? The guy that got to take the knees, he's only here because of the rushes that, but he got to take all the knees. Mitchell Trubisky took all the knees against Bill Belichick in a playoff game. This was years of frustration taken out onto the Patriots. Because since I became a Bills fan, 2010, they drafted C.J. Spiller. That's when I became a Bills fan. The Bills have been 6-18 and 18 against the Patriots. Now, they've won three of the last four now. But they were 6-18 of 18 entering this game. So, I've seen a lot of just heartbreak. I've seen Tom Brady and Gronk and all those guys absolutely murder my team on national television. I saw it happen this year with the Bucks, And I've seen... The Patriots win in stupid ways, like earlier this year, Monday Night Football, they threw two passes and won the game. I've seen it happen. Listen, I'm not being humble. I get that they could get bounced in the next round against a very good Chiefs team. The Bills could. I get all of that. But let me talk my crap. Belichick washed. Mac Jones overrated. This team sucks. New England, not that great. Clam chowder stinks. <laughs> Let me talk my piece. Let me speak it into existence. I am so hyped. This is the season right here. Now, hopefully the Bill, again, like I said, let's go out and lay a dud next week and be knocked out second round. But you've gone out and you embarrassed the Patriots. On national television, I and Eagle in the house embarrassed them in front of everybody to where they're all questioning if Mac Jones is the guy now, where they're all talking all these questions. They're crying. I love it. I love the tears. I love all of it. This is 20 plus years of frustration that was let out. Bills up 40 to 10 did not have to do this through a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman. <laughs> There was no reason for this to throw it to Tommy Doyle. And they did. Which, a funny stat, Tommy Doyle and Emmanuel Sanders have the same number of touchdown, of touchdown catches in the playoffs now in their entire career, which is pretty funny. Um, shows how underutilized Emmanuel Sanders has been. But still, just it was just great. The defense did amazing to stop this team that had to look really good for most of the year until they ran to the Bills. Just it was just it was shocking. I was not shocked. I was I was thinking it was going to be a close game, back and forth, grinded out type of game. But nope. Bills came to play, had the perfect game plan, and just stopped Mac Jones. And you know, I think Mac Jones, if he's a little older, if he can get better, I think he's still going to be a little bit better. I think he is. He's got time to develop. But as of right now, he had to play in a hostile environment and just could not handle the pressure. But, you know, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. 
And again, Bills roll 47-17, just phenomenal, fantastic. I think the Bills made all of America happy except for the northeast corner of the United States. We don't care about them anyway. So go Bills. Bills Mafia. Break all the tables and let's go ride into Kansas City, baby. What a win, man. I unreal. I, uh, absolute drubbing 30-point victory over, you know, somebody who's given you so much crap for decades now, two decades. Yeah. Um, so yeah, congrats to the Bills. And they did they did they did everything they had to do. Like Josh Allen did what he had to do. He was his a freak of nature, 21 to 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns. Um, more touchdowns than you have incompletions is always a great yeah. thing. Uh, and then the running game, Singletary, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Can't ask for much more there. Um, yeah, I, New England, God bless. Yeah. They, they, had, they had a really good season. They overcame a lot of um, expectations. I think people didn't expect them to do as good as they did. And obviously, at one point in the season, they got to where they were the most talked about and the hottest team in the mm-hmm. NFL at one point. Um, Mac Jones, uh, still – I the best looking rookie out of this class so far based yeah. on stat stats alone. Um, so, you know, I think Belichick, while, you know, he's been around a long time, he might be a little bit past his prime. He can still work magic, whatever. It's, it's going to be interesting. Cause you know, when Brady was there, Brady, you gave Brady one good receiver and he was set. Right. So it was Gronk or Randy Moss, or if it was um, Edelman for those years. I think that's the problem right now with Mac Jones. He really doesn't have that number one guy. Yeah. Like Hunter Henry, I think, is probably his best receiver, if you just mm-hmm. look. Maybe Kendrick Bourne. Because he had yeah. he had a great – Kendrick Bourne had a good game in the second half. Seven catches, seven yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. It was just too little too late. But – They got a hit on a receiver in the draft. Yeah, Obviously, they haven't they haven't ever really drafted yeah, receiver so. too well. Now, Belichick's made – Made do with what he had, yeah, and making making household names out of you know Chris Hogan and the like. So yeah, they've made trades like they have Nelson Aguilar. But I don't think he's the guy right now for it, but it'll be interesting to he see sucks. what their plan is in the off season, uh, drafting wise, and who they're going to pick up. Yeah, I mean, I I think for years to come, it's still going to be competitive, but you know you can feel the tide changing. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously New England won the division for however many years in a row, and. Bills have gotten the last two now, and you know the Bills are here to stay. I feel like, and Patriots are still going to be good, be competitive, but just not on that same level, obviously. I just hope there's like a 20 year dominance with Josh Allen does to the yeah, Patriots. What sick. Tom Brady did, oh my goodness, that would be fantastic. fantastic. That would be sick. <laughs> but yeah, heck of a win by the Bills to uh, to advance to the divisional round. Yep. Um, all right, well, we'll talk about the rest of the game. So we'll start off the game that was before that on Saturday, January 15th, was the Cincinnati Bengals and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And the Bengals etched out a win 26 to 19 um, in a game that was competitive all the way down to the end. Joe Burrow had a good day 24 34, 244 yards, two touchdowns for him. Uh, they didn't run the ball too effectively, mix it only had 48 yards. Uh, but Jamar Chase, uh, he's been he's he's rookie of the year. Mark it down, oh, yeah. no, no doubt. Oh, nine, nine receptions, 116 yards. He's a freak. Um, and Uzama getting back in, he's been very up and down this year at the tight end spot. But six receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown for him. A very good day. Um, and then for the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr threw the ball 54 times. So you know that's just kind of how it goes. That's bad uh, when you have to do that when you have Josh Jacobs, who's a good running back back there. 
but he only got 13 carries. I don't know he if that was. He is a good run. running back, but yeah. he always like they just. And I, I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. I think Derek Carr's fine, and he can definitely throw the ball, and that's his strong suit. Um, but Josh Jacobs is a very good running back, and I swear he never gets – he rarely gets over 60 yards rushing. Yeah. Now, against the Bengals, he had 83. Yeah. So, you know, good for him. But um, And he added <clears throat> four receptions for 44 yards. Uh, Darren Waller, seven receptions, 76 yards, and Renfro had eight receptions for um, 50 eight yards um, for the Raiders, but ultimately they could not get it done. And the Bengals win their first playoff game in 31 years. I have a coworker who's from Cincinnati, Bengals fan. That's the first time he has seen the Bengals win a playoff game in his entire life. <laughs> I know, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think about that long. And uh, like I said, I think you've seen that. There was that stat going on. No one has sent a text about the mm-hmm. Bengals winning the playoffs the last week because texting wasn't available to the year after yep. they won their last playoff game. So that's just wild yeah. to think about mm-hmm. how long it's been. And they had good teams. They had those years with Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, where they were winning the uh, AFC North and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah. Just, either the Steelers have a great team too or – Yeah, just and I mean – and then they had – they had – they made the playoffs seven straight years, I think, mm-hmm. or, or over a seven-year period when they had Andy Dalton and mm-hmm. A.J. Green. Yep. And couldn't get out of the first yeah. round. They either Never play could. a good Patriots team or a Patriots team that didn't look great but got better, or they'd play like yep. the Steelers or somebody, or they just or play or they play the Texans one year who had like nobody at quarterback and somehow they won. So right. So um congrats to Cincinnati for overcoming the curse. And you know, they are they are a really good team and it's paying off. I you know, I criticized on draft night because mm-hmm. they for taking Jamar Chase over Sewell. Yeah. Uh, offensive lineman, not because I thought Chase was going to be bad. Yeah, just because I thought the need was stronger at offensive line. But you know what? They they have uh, figured it out, and they're they're doing good enough. And then I mean, shoot, when your weapons are as good as what Joe Burrow's got to throw with and mm-hmm. play with right now, I mean, <laughs> why not? Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, heck, this year they may go take an offensive lineman in this year's draft, and then right. they might be pretty good right there. And um. Yeah, you know, interesting. See, also we gotta talk about the Raiders too. Of course, had an interim coach up and down year, mm-hmm. and somehow got back to the playoffs. You know, again yeah. those weird circumstances that final game against the Chargers and all yeah. that stuff, but got back to the playoffs and uh, five seed, which is yeah. incredible to think about the way they started off. Uh, they did fire their GM, which I think that means probably this interim coach is gone. Um, but yeah, it is a heck of a job by him though to keep this team on track because. We've seen a lot of those teams that could have folded during all this, but they did not. And you uh, mm-hmm. guys got to give it up to the Raiders. And also, of course, being a Clemson fan from South Carolina, got to give it up to Hunter Renfro for being uh, just an incredible receiver this year for the entire NFL. Yeah, for sure. They definitely overcame a lot. And, you know, circumstances you, you do not deal with on a um, <clears throat> on a normal season. So, yeah. you know, overcame a lot, finished the 10-7-5 seed. It's pretty, pretty freaking good season, especially in a tough division. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But all right, yeah. So that was Saturday. And then we moved on to Sunday. And the first game we saw was Tom Brady at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh Tom Brady got the better of the Eagles 31 to 15. This was not a competitive game at yeah. all. That's a two-possession score. The Philadelphia Eagles didn't score 15 points to the fourth quarter, and Tampa didn't score any in the fourth because they were done. So, Right. 
yeah, um, this is just a classic. Tom Brady's going to beat your butt because how dare you come out at him in the postseason? Um, right, for sure. Yeah, the 29-37, yards, two touchdowns. He did get sacked four times, which was going to be interesting to see uh, when Tampa Bay goes up against you know, their next opponent because they got a good defensive line. Um, yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see. That's probably the one takeaway. But, uh, yeah, and then, of course, we still have the question of, is Jalen Hurts good? Because I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no clue. Couldn't so tell you. Sorry, I'm having some troubles figuring – being able to click on stuff. I don't know what's happening on my computer. Okay, I figured it out. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady dominated. He was 29-37, 271, two touchdowns. Did take four sacks on the day. Um, and Mike Evans, nine receptions, 117 yards and a touchdown for him. Big day. And then Jalen Hurts, uh, 23 of 43 through a lot, probably I'm sure a lot more than they wanted to. And, uh, 258, uh, yardage wise and had a touchdown and had, did have two costly interceptions. So yeah, this, this game was 31 to nothing at one point. It, it, this was not a game, but still, Props to the Eagles for getting themselves in this uh, situation. I know their division is weak, but um, to go nine and eight, first year head coach, they exceeded a lot of expectations, especially my own. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, once again, like I said, um, probably like the interesting thing is going to be uh, Tristan Wirfs, and they got hurt in this game for the Bucks. Yes, interesting to see what happens going forward. With that also, Mike Evans still dangerous. Nine catches, mm-hmm. hundred seventeen yards, and a touchdown. Brock yeah. got his a five catch, thirty one yards and a touchdown. This is still a good Bucks team. Yeah, I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but they're still very good team. And again, when you have Tom Brady, I hate the guy, but when you have Tom Brady, I'm going to give you a chance in every single game. Uh, yeah, I mean you have to at this point. Yeah, like again, man's going to play until he's fifty eight years old. Going to yes, be throwing passes to his son and go kiss him on the lips when they goes to the end zone. <laughs> oh God, what a day! What a day! Yeah, um, uh, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of what a day, this next game, I just got one thing to say. How about the Cowboys? Man, Dallas Cowboys, twelve and five on the year, had a good season. Better than they've had in in a few years. Well, probably the best season they've had uh, since uh, Dak and Zeke were rookies, and they went thirteen and three. Here they are, twelve and five. They dominated the division, dominated every divisional game. Just beat the mess out of the Eagles and the Giants and the uh, Redskins. Oops, sorry, football team. My bad. Um, yeah, so. Cowboys, a lot of lot of momentum. You you got to show up. They have not had good playoff success. I think how many playoff games have they won in, since they last went to the Super Bowl? I want to say three. I, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just crazy to me how there there's so many Cowboy fans out there, and and you know I get it. Nineties, it's all a bunch of middle aged. You know, anybody from the age of fifty to sixty nine. Uh, I would bet is most likely a Cowboys fan yeah. um, in the United States. And it's just because they had a dominant run in the 90s. And, you know, they've won a lot of titles back in the 70s, 80s, and three in the 90s. So, um, And they have nothing to show for it since then. They need a good showing in the playoffs. And what do they do? They came out and they lost <laughs> to the San Francisco 49ers, 23-17. to 17. Not to discredit the 49ers. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this game – 
Dak Prescott, forty million dollars a year, <laughs> and and you know what? After he got hurt last year, I do think Dak Prescott is a, is a good quarterback. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But what you think? <laughs> I'm losing. I'm losing some respect mm-hmm. for the kid uh, after this game. Kind of maybe not in the same light as Cam Newton in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, where I lost a lot of respect for him not diving on the football. But you know yeah. whatever. Uh, but Dak Prescott and his words after the game, but we'll get to that in a second. Prescott was 23 of 43, 254 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, Jimmy G on the other side didn't do anything special. In fact, he tried to lose the game. Mm-hmm. 16 of 25, 172 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. Uh, San Francisco did effectively run the ball. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, 27 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown for him. Also, Debo Samuel continuing his dominance, 10 carries. 72 yards and a touchdown for him. Debo also adding in three receptions for 38 yards. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk getting five receptions for 66 yards. Um, Zico Elliott, 31 yards. Uh, here we are again. Yep. Um, Tony awesome. pa- Pollard, four carries, 14 yards. Yeah. Here we Pollard are. Pollard was like – Pollard wasn't out there all the first half. It's like right. – like, like, and he's your second-best offensive player. Right. Um. All right, but, yeah, anyway, so this game, uh, San Francisco opened it up early, uh, getting out to a 13 to nothing lead after a touchdown and two field goals on their first three drives and the Cowboys uh, running eight plays and punting twice. Um, Dallas figured it out, 67-yard touchdown drive uh, before San Francisco kicked another field goal, and then we go into half with San Fran up 16-7. to We come out in the second half. Dallas goes eight plays, 20 yards, punts. San Francisco punts. Dak throws an interception. That San Francisco turns into a one-play drive for a touchdown. Backbreaker. It's 23-7. to seven. All right, Dallas, It's it, it, the memes are glorious. They're here. Everybody's yeah. talking crap about the Cowboys. What a day. This game Dallas is also starts, on Nickelodeon, by the way, which makes it funnier, yes. I think. Like, yes, I think does. that makes it funnier. <laughs> yes, it does. Kick, kicking a field goal into Patrick's mouth is just <laughs> – with the giant slime monster and then young Sheldon yelling at you while you have pass interference is just just phenomenal stuff. Playoff football, baby. NFL, <laughs> the highest form of football in the world. Um, and Dallas comes out. They do get a field goal, 11 play, 37-yard drive, 23 to 10. Uh, Jimmy G tries to give the, way, give the game away, throws a pick. Dallas converts that to a touchdown, 23 to 17. And now we find ourselves here. San Francisco punts. Uh, Dallas – Turns it over on downs. Uh, San Francisco gets the ball. They get down here and they call uh, Debo Samuel uh, like first down after he runs for 10 yards. They review it. They move the ball back. He is literally like that short. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is the right call. I. I thought after watching it that it was either going to be right there at the line or it's just short, and, you know, they did what they did. Whatever. Um, San Francisco comes out. They get a penalty false start. They were going to, uh, I think, go for it. Yeah, they um, lined up to go for it. They moved yeah. the offensive tackle over, but he wasn't right. set. So Right. They tackled over. They got it, but he – yeah, Jimmy G did not wait for him to get set. Five-yard penalty. Okay, now they are going to punt it, and they did. So, Dallas gets the ball back. Um, starting on the 25-yard line after the punt goes into the end zone. Or they have no timeouts. This is yeah. They wasted all – they used all their timeouts to stop the clock. 
Yep. No timeouts left. There is 32 seconds, and they have to go 80 yards. Not impossible if your yep. name's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but uh, this is Dak Prescott. Prescott passes short left to Cedric Wilson for nine yards. Okay, out of bounds. Prescott passes short left to Tony Pollard, pushed out of bounds um, at the 50-yard line for 10 yards. Okay, two plays, and, you know, we're here after um, – yeah, two plays, and we're here at the 50. Prescott, Dalton Schultz pushed out of bounds at the San Francisco 41. So, they're, they're, in, they're etching closer. Mm-hmm. San Francisco calls a timeout with 14 seconds left. Okay, cool. All right. Dak Prescott, 14 seconds left in the game. At the time when I saw this, I didn't know if it was something that Prescott might have called himself, but now that the game is over, we have found out that Mike McCarthy was like, yes, this is the play I called. This is the right decision. Okay, here's what happens. Dak Prescott takes the ball up the middle out of shotgun formation, and he runs it. Quarterback draws it with no timeouts and 14 seconds left, which, hear me out, can work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's fine. This play has to be executed perfect, perfect to a T. Listen, he you, only you, you got to have the utmost awareness of your surroundings, the clock, everything. Yeah. What he needed, like what, three yards, something like that? Yeah, probably. To, to, it'd be a long field goal, but it would be, you know, make it. But here's my thing you need to touch down. You need to stop the clock. You have no timeouts left. I know you want to get extra yards on a play like this, but this is just like those when you see get out of bounds, get out of bounds. Why aren't you getting out of bounds? Mm-hmm. He should have just, all right, let me get 10 yards, fall down, run up, spike it. You yeah. have. Two seconds left, use for a Hail Mary. I get right. you want to get better field position, so it's not that long of a pass, but still. Yeah, I get that too. And there's a bunch of things you can do with them calling a timeout with 14 seconds left. You got two Hail Marys to the end zone. Mm-hmm. You can run a 10 yard out and probably have eight seconds, which yeah. that could eight or nine seconds. I mean, possibly gives you two shots to the end zone. I mean, they already um, run the hook and ladder play right earlier yeah. that working the out of bounds on that he could do something like that too right but prescott keeps it up the middle slides down gives the ball to his center and then as everybody's lining up obviously it's a mad dash three two one zero clocks clocks at zero uh in that time frame those three seconds you see a bunch of commotion with the uh official mm-hmm. trying to get there to spot the ball because you know he has to spot the ball mm-hmm. um that's just how it goes and he stumbles into Dak Prescott, stumbles through the offensive line, uh, sets it, touches it, and then by the time Dak uh, says, hike, it's at zero, and mm-hmm. the game's over. And that's how they lose. Cowboys, man. Uh, like I hey. said, this play can work. Mm-hmm. You have to have the utmost awareness, like Dak Prescott's got it to slide two seconds earlier, mm-hmm. or – He's got to get up and immediately give that ball to the official because you've been playing. He's been this Dak Prescott has been playing football for what probably fifteen years, mm-hmm. like high competitive football from you know Pee Wee to whatever. Yeah, fifteen solid years playing football. Like you have to know that the referee has to spot the ball. You can't you can't just give the ball to your center and have him put it down. Yeah, if you spot the ball yourself. They're going to move it because they're like, going no, to move it. Because you're going to give yourself more yards. You might move it to the side. Right. And they're like, no, you got to do it here. Right. Now, are there instances throughout the, uh, what is it, uh, 70, 60 year history of the NFL where an official has not spotted the ball in a situation like this? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But after the game, the Dallas fan, the Dallas fans throwing objects onto the field, 
at their own players, but at, at the officials really is just something that needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Like it happens. It's not just them. We, we, we saw it in college football. Yeah, we saw it with Tennessee and Ole Miss. Like it, it happens everywhere. It's not just Dallas fans, but it's something that just needs to stop. Just yeah. quit it. Uh, and then the players coming out invisibly or audibly ripping the refs and saying, well, I don't really blame the fans for throwing the stuff. Like, good, good for them. I'm glad they did that because the refs cost us this game. Shut up. Don't Dallas. get down 16 nothing. Do not. Do not even start this crap. Yeah. Dallas, you could not effectively run the ball. Mm-hmm. You had 14 penalties for 89 yards. This, that, this, is a, that is a uh, high for Dallas of all time yeah. this in the playoffs. Had two defensive holding penalties by defensive linemen on running plays. Yeah. That yeah. is the most undisciplined thing I've ever seen in my life. How yeah. do you defensive hold an offensive lineman? Right. That, and that cost them more time. Exactly. If you don't do that, because on the it was on that final drive of San Francisco, it was like I got yeah. one of them. You just get a, and they stopped Debo for about a one yard gain. You get a stop there, you have yeah. maybe an extra 20 seconds right. to do something here. I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear for 30 years Dallas got screwed by the refs because you didn't. You did not. Yep. You, the official has to touch the ball. You got no argument there. Worry about your own stuff. Your $40 million quarterback came up short. Again, sorry. Yep. Also, redesign your stadium, Jerry, because you're blinding everybody. I this mean, C.B. Lamb twice this had to look true. right into the blinding sun. Which, by the way, when they came back from the second half and that's the first one they shot was that glare, yeah. I busted out laughing. That's the yes. funniest thing I've seen in my life. Great production work by CBS right. on that one. <laughs> right. But Dallas, come on, man. Yeah. Da- Dallas, they they had to have a good they had to have a good playoff showing. Like this was the year. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this was not the year. But next year, are they going to be saying it's Dallas's year? Of course, they always do. That first three games are going to be like the Jags, the Jets, and uh, who's the Washington football team. They're going to start three and zero when all those games are about twenty, and we're not going to hear the end of it. And then they're going to get, then they're going to beat some fluke team right. like the Carolina this year, and right. then they're going to go play like the Bills or somebody and get dropped by fifty. So. Right. <laughs> I'm sick. I, I'm sick of hearing about it. I, yeah. Dallas means nothing to me, which they already have anyway, always, <laughs> but. Yeah. Stop. This I want to I, I wanna say this. I feel like that Dallas's loss may have cured Stephen A. Smith because Stephen A. Smith had COVID, and he said mm-hmm. it was really bad in his lungs. And then that man returned the first take the day after the Cowboys <laughs> lost. Yeah. He still got his Christmas decorations up yeah. in his house. My man, y'all brought this man back to life, and I thank you so much. Right. <laughs> Stephen A.'s magnum opus was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um interesting stat that i would love to share with everybody if you haven't seen it already uh blake bortles <laughs> has more playoff wins than the following Derek carr kirk cousins <laughs> matthew stafford dak prescott no stat. so this is telling me one of two things dallas <laughs> Dak Prescott's not worth the money. Bring in Blake Bortles. <laughs> I want to tell you this one, too. There are playoff wins in the last 25 seasons. Cowboys, three. Yep. 
Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played in the league in five years, yeah. four, also won an NFC championship. Brad Johnson, four, won a Super Bowl. Mark Sanchez, four. Mm. Mark Sanchez with the Jets. <laughs> Trent Dilfer, five. He won yeah. a Super Bowl. Uh, Jake DeLome, mm. five. Panthers. With the Panthers. Got to a Super Bowl and would have won it if not for Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> Go Raging Cajuns. Go Jake DeLong. Go the 2003 Panthers specifically. <laughs> While we're on the subject of Blake Bortles, kind of, I have another stat I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to throw out there. Um, actually, no, no, this is going to wait. This is, this is for the next game. Sorry. All right. Uh, all right. Dallas, you suck. All right. Enough about <laughs> Dallas. Um, we will talk about the 49ers. Hey, the 49ers are hot. Uh, yeah, they've. 49ers are hot. They're playing well. They got it. They, they got the win. Now they uh, have earned the right to go to Green Bay at night, and it's going to be freezing cold. Um, but the, this 49ers team is good. I, I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean, just Debo Samuel, Swiss Army knife. He's ascended to uh, next a top level uh, next level for real. Top player, one of the top players, uh, skill players in the league. Uh, and he's making up for Jimmy Garoppolo's incompetence. So, yeah. but is that going to last? I don't know. But I will say this: the 49ers played every single Clemson football game you've seen this year. They get a big lead. Yeah. Then the offense stops playing. Then it's yeah. like, oh, we have a chance to put our foot on the gas pedal. And their quarterback goes, "But what if we didn't?" Right. <laughs> and Jimmy, when Jimmy G did that, I was like, "This is the cheeses ball." Think and back, then the defense comes it? up with a big play or something stupid happens, they win the game. So that's every Clemson right. football game this season. <laughs> what was it? Week one, they were up – yeah, week one, they were up 38-10 to 10 on the Lions and won 41-33. to 33, <laughs> And the Lions went on to be uh, the greatest 3-13-1 and one team you've ever seen in your life because of it. So, thank you, 49ers. Uh, I'm, I kind of want them to make the Super Bowl just to see what would happen. <laughs> but <laughs> it would be incredible. Unfortunately, it's see, not what – the team will win the play against is out of is out of the playoffs now, but still. <laughs> right. See, but you know, San Francisco is another team, just like Dallas. They got fans everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because of them Joe Montana years. Yeah. The Steelers got fans everywhere because of them Terry Bradshaw years. Mm-hmm. But uh the five the excuse me, the four, four of the most annoying fan bases yeah, in the other. NFL have all been eliminated. And that is the uh the Dallas Cowboys, the Pittsburgh – well, we'll get to that in a minute. But you already know the results. The yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, the Eagles, um, Eagles and, and the Patriots. If isn't we get it, the Bucks glorious? get eliminated this weekend, I'm fine with anybody that wins this. <sighs> hey. I, like, if the Bills don't win it, I'm fine with everybody else. The Bucks right. get eliminated. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then – so that leads us into uh, Sunday night. Steelers at Chiefs. I was, you know, who who would I rather see come to Nashville? The Bengals or the Steelers? Obviously, I'd rather see the Steelers. Yeah. Um, which was a pipe dream uh, after the second quarter, but you know, it it started hot. The 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 dream started off really good with Patrick Mahomes throwing a pick six to T.J. Watt, uh, and then things quickly went downhill, and it was thirty five to seven after one blink. So, uh, <laughs> Chiefs rolled forty two. Two to 21 the only real stat for pittsburgh is that tj watt you know pick six ben roethlisberger didn't have a bad day in his final day 
29 of 44, 215 yards, two touchdowns for him, was sacked twice. Najee Harris could not get anything going on the ground. Chiefs bottled their run game up. Um, Deontay Johnson was out here dropping balls left and right. (laughs) And, yeah, just not – it wasn't a Steelers night. But Big Ben, final game, regardless of what you think about him, he's had a heck of a career. Yeah, he's uh he's one of those quarterbacks, one of the first few quarterbacks that when I started watching the NFL that I like really liked. Uh it was him and Jake DeLome. So I don't know what that tells about my choices and quarterbacks <laughs> there, but uh no, um he's had a heck of a career. I know some people were like, well, he only won one Super Bowl. Um he got the two, of course, but about Baron two right. a really good Aaron Rodgers team that year. But um yeah, yeah, I think you know he did yeah, it was a good quarterback. Had, had those years where he dominated. Kid, he came up from Miami of Ohio. People forget he didn't go to a big time college, right? Um, and came up and had a great career. And of course, toward the end, you know, he faded away, like you've seen so many quarterbacks do. Yeah. Um, which again makes what Tom Brady's doing so remarkable. Um, right. but you know, I think he had a good career, regardless of what you can say about him and uh, what you feel about him and the Steelers. Interesting to see what Steelers do moving forward, you know, because I don't, I don't think yeah. Mason Rudolph's the answer. No, um, they tried that and it didn't really work for, out for him. So they tried that and he got smacked with a helmet. So yeah, yeah. So interesting to see, you know, if they draft somebody, if they go trade for somebody. Um, I, I'll say this: I saw the reports that Kirk Cousins might be on the trade block this year with a uh, Zimmer out. So we'll see if, well, if Vikings if they try to enter those those big time sweepstakes for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that, does, that that does not excite me. <laughs> yeah, um, um, it's going to be a foreign feeling seeing somebody else dress up in the uh, black and gold for the yeah. Steelers because literally, like you said, for all of our lives, at least while we can remember watching football when we were kids, like Roethlisberger was always there, mm-hmm. and like you always had to account for the Steelers. I mean, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, and yeah. he's been coaching the Steelers for well over a decade now. So, um, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And of course, they're not getting any favors being in that tough division, the FC North. Right, yeah. I know the Browns and Ravens got banged up this year, but still the Joe Burrow rising yeah. now. And then you have a yeah. microphone just fell over. Um, <laughs> you have a Lamar Jackson hopefully coming back next year and whatever Baker Mayfield does, you know, I think he's still good mm-hmm. when he's healthy. So yeah. interesting to see if you can get to compete with uh, those guys in your division. Right. Uh, well, now enough about them. Let's talk about the team that won. The Chiefs, obviously playing fantastic football right now. Uh, they have rebounded after a rough start to the middle-ish of the season, um, yeah. and they're they're playing really good. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, thirty of thirty-nine, four hundred and four yards, five touchdowns, and that just lone pick at the beginning of the game. Um, yeah, he was on fire yeah, doing his Kelsey. normal Patrick Mahomes things. Yeah. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown pass, and here's where my uh, next tweet comes into play. Um, play uh, playoff career passing touchdowns. Blake Bortles, three. Tim Tebow, two. I had the greatest one of all time, Maris Thomas. <laughs> Derek Henry and Travis Kelsey combined, two. Here's the kicker, and this is just I, this is just me being. A Titan fan. Carson Wentz, zero. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, my Colt, my Colt friends. I love you. But Dang. Carson Wentz got zero. Derek Henry and Travis Kelsey both got one. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, 
Kansas City leading rush was Jarrett McKinnon. Uh, 12 rushes, 61 yards for him um, with Clyde Edwards and not playing. Travis Kelsey, five receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. Like we said, had the passing touchdown too, so what a day from him. Tyreek Hill, five receptions, 57 yards and one touchdown. Also, McKinnon had six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. What a game Yeah. Um, from him. And they uh, forced a couple turnovers, and you know what? They, they did exactly what they needed to do. So, uh, props to the Steelers. T.J. Watt had uh, another sack, so that brings his total season total to 23 and a half. Now, obviously, it doesn't count yeah. towards breaking Strahan's record, but 23 and a half sacks is unreal. He's yeah, a the, man amongst boys. Like I said, you know, Steelers with Big Ben got to the playoffs and now he's banged up all year. So I feel mm-hmm. like I do feel like if they can get a good quarterback and maybe a couple decent pieces on that offense, like receiver wise, maybe some running backs, because Juju just hasn't been as explosive. Claypool has mm-hmm. been pretty good. Um, Deontay Johnson, of course, has been great. That's a great pickup they had. If they can get, like, mm-hmm. a consistent running game and can get some – there's maybe one more piece. Kind of filled the hole Antonio Brown left when he pieced out. Right. Um, and this team will still be good. But with Mike Tomlin, I'm not going to count Steelers out any year. It's just – Right. Uh, Tomlin's, Tomlin's really good. Tom, Tomlin is very, oh, yeah. very good. Yeah, just toughest division football. I think it is. This is what's happened to them. And it is. It is a tough one. Yeah. And so when you have, you know, you get four spots in the playoffs, you're gone. It could happen where the entire division makes the playoffs in the AFC, but AFC as a right. whole is just so tough where, yeah, someone's getting left out. That's really good. Like see the Chargers this year. Right. So, and I, I would argue that the NFC West is a very tough division yeah. as well, but. Uh, that kind of segues us into our next game. Uh, yeah, the Rams Cardinals round three, Monday night. Now, self admitting here that I didn't watch a single snap of this game, I did watch the highlights. So, I mean, I've educated myself a little bit on it, but Rams dominating fashion 34 to 11 over the Cardinals. This team, this Cardinal team, this Rods. Cardinal team opened up the season spanking Tennessee. Yeah. 38 to 13. Um, and obviously at that point we didn't really know we what who was Tennessee good, really had. We didn't really know if the Cardinals win was valid or whatnot. But then uh they ended up rattling off uh six more after that in a row, uh, including beating the Rams, led by fresh new face Matthew Stafford by 17, uh, beating the 49ers, b- killing the Browns. Um, and then dismantling the Texans 31 to five. And then it all just kind of fell apart. Well, they lost to the Packers. They beat the 49ers again. So good for them. Uh, and then this, this Panthers game, this was, this was a head scratcher. Yeah. hundred percent a head scratcher because the Panthers at this point in the season uh, had started three and zero, and then the the wagon is, derailed. Yeah, this was the Cam Newton return game, and everybody's like, "Oh, turn about the yeah. clock," and we were all wrong about yeah. that too. <laughs> right, and so they lost to the Panthers, and you know now they're sitting with two losses, but they're obviously still in a good position. Uh, and they rattle off two straight wins against two bad teams in the Seahawks and the Bears, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay." And then they lose a tough one to the Rams. Uh, oh, and then they lose thirty to twelve to the Lions. Oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> uh, and then they lose to the Colts, who, you know, in, in their defense, Colts were hot. 
Yeah. Uh, beat, but they still beat the Cowboys. God, you got to love it. <laughs> um, and then they lost last week of the season to the Seahawks. So they limped into the playoffs at uh, 11 and 6 after being 7 and 0, which is obviously not great. Um, and they uh, came in again, Rams, Cardinals, round three, and they got spanked. Mm-hmm. I can tell you who wanted it more, and that was the yeah. Rams. So. Um, Stafford was 13 to 17. He didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, 202 yards, two touchdowns. Hey, good for him. Odell Beckham Jr. even had a pass for 40 yards. Good for Mm -hmm. him. Um, Sony Michelle had 58 yards. Cam Akers made his return 17 yards, 50 or no, 17 carries, 55 yards. Um, and Matthew Stafford did have a rushing touchdown to go with it. Cooper Cup, uh, pedestrian numbers by his standards, but five receptions, 61 yards and a touchdown for him. And OBJ also had a touchdown as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Odell Beckham senior has been proven right. <laughs> I think he has. Cause, uh, yeah, I would say so. As well. Odell's been thriving out in LA and you've seen what Odell the Browns have been doing a lot better. Yeah. Odell has done more in the past, what, six weeks than he did in his whole Browns career. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just want to look. This is a stat from WTF Stats on Instagram. Cliff Kingsbury is a head coach for the for Texas Tech and for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. In his first seven games of the season, he is 42-20-1. Two times he started 7-0. In 2013 wow. with the Raiders, with Texas Tech Raiders, excuse me, and this year with the Cardinals. The rest of the year, if we count this year, he has gone 17-45. and 45. Ew. Yeah. This year was the most wins he's had for the end of the year, and he went four and seven. God, what 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 happens? I have no clue. Well, that year, how, how do you explain that? Yeah, because that year with it's, with Texas Tech, when we started seven and zero, oh, they finished yeah. one and five at the end of the year, and that was with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, or excuse me, Patrick Mahomes was later. I think Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes was the year. I think he went five and two, then finished two and four, and the next That's year right. That's he right. went yeah. he went three and four and finished two and three. So, yeah. How, uh, how do you explain that? I don't. I do not get how that happens. Yeah, he he just falls apart toward the back half of the season. So, do you think it's do you think it's more obviously he brought a different type of offensive game plan than the NFL is used to? Yeah. And do you think it just takes people seven weeks to figure it out, and then they figure it out? Well, obviously yeah. Kyler Murray was hurt too. Yeah. Which didn't help him, but yeah. I mean, that might be it because I think that's what happened in 2013 with Texas Tech was uh, back half was like, okay, figure it out. You have seven weeks of film. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're trying to sling the pigskin around and they've got yeah. and they've got weapons. Now, obviously, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray missed weeks uh, when he was, you know, on his way to clear-cut MVP, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins missed weeks too. So, I mean, they, they didn't – and J.J. Watt missed significant time, so – yeah. They didn't. They didn't get any help with the yeah. injury bug, but you know, still, yeah. You, you for, still for what this team was doing to people and how people were talking about them, you'd have thought they could have finished a little bit hotter and maybe won a playoff game. But yeah, it's yeah. Again, just Texas Tech. I can't remember what the stat was at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. That's the one that surprises me because they were just middle of the road average. Mm-hmm. Now I get you know, Texas Big Twelve defenses are not that good historically. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Mahomes was in college, had to grow. But still, you had that guy, and you couldn't sniff a Big 12 championship game. Right. And, um, that's just crazy for me to think about. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, Cardinals uh, sputtered down to the end, and it came to a crashing halt against the Rams on Monday Night Football. So, yeah. 
rest in peace, Cardinal season. Um, Chandler Jones, your five sacks still in week one against Tennessee. <laughs> I hate you so much. I really do hate my, you, my man so. did that and said, I'm gonna put it in park for the rest of the year. Official season, but official like- season totals. Um, for him, he finished with he finished with ten and a half sacks. He had five in week one. He had five over the next what eighteen weeks of the season. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. You got that paycheck in week two. It was like we're done. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Just I mean I'm abused Taylor Lewan to the point where Lewan went on uh Twitter and was like my I got my ass kicked. Like, <laughs> and then Taylor Jones just said, "Yep, that's good." Park. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> that was stupid. All right. Now we get into the big games. This is going to be fun. Yeah. This weekend's going to be – I'm sure there's going to be no stress for either of us. It's going to be Absolutely a perfect weekend. Not. No blood pressure medicine will have to be taken. It's going to be great. We start on Saturday, 4.30 in Nashville, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Nashville time. <laughs> Cincinnati is coming to town. Coming to town to face the Tennessee Titans, who are off a bye week with the pros, uh, with the possibility of Derrick Henry coming back. Let me let me, let, let me throw some conspiracy at you, because <laughs> I'm all about the conspiracy. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans. This game against the Bengals will be played on January 22nd. Remember that number, 22. Okay. Uh, of the year 20, what? 22. 22. What number is Derrick Henry? 22. How many years ago was it that the Tennessee Titans made the Super Bowl? 22. The stars are <laughs> lining. <laughs> they are here. They are here for it. You know, this conspiracy is obviously a conspiracy. It could mean absolutely nothing. But if anything is saying, it's telling me that Derrick Henry is coming back and he's going to go off for 222 yards. Now, will we win? <laughs> If he does that, likely, but, you know, who knows? Uh, Jamar Chase could have 422 yards. Um, but, yeah, uh, Titans-Bengals, this is going to be a dogfight. I'm excited. Tennessee opens up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, there, uh, There's a lot of talk out there, and I just, you know, I'm trying trying to stay out of it. Obviously, Twitter, there's a lot of stuff everywhere. People, <laughs> Bengals win the first playoff game after 31 years, and they all come out of the woodworks. But you know what? I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> seen a bunch of stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, um, we're just taking it one day at a time, man. I'm excited. I'm so ready for Saturday. I'm ready for the return of Derrick Henry. The Tennessee Titans injury report this year, this week had three people on it, and they are, hey. not, and they are not expected to not play. Hey, How about that, man? Eight weeks ago, we had 55 players on the injured <laughs> list. And here we freaking are. Derrick Henry's been hitting pads. He just freaking almost laid out Laurel Murchison today in a in a drill. I'm freaking hyped up. I'm so gosh dang excited for this game, man. <laughs> um, but to be to be serious, Tennessee at home has played really well. Obviously, I, getting the one seed is was the utmost importance mm-hmm. to be able to play in front of your own fans at home. And Tennessee feeds off that, especially when somebody like Derrick Henry gets announced in the starting lineup to come out Saturday, that place is going to be a riot. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Um, and you add in Tannehill, who has not missed the game all year, Tannehill, durability. Um, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones coming off, you know, his best week in the final week of the season, feeling good, playing good. Um, couple it with our offensive line. We got our starting offensive line out there. 
Our defensive line's been eaten all year. The whole defense has just been amazing all year. I'm ready to go. But the Bengals do pose a very big challenge because of Joe Burrow, who has been amazing. Uh, second year Joe Burrow, especially coming off last year when he uh, wrecked his knee. Yeah. Um, and now he's come back and he's got T. Higgins he's throwing to, Tyler Boyd. He's slinging it, obviously, to Jamar Chase, who has been a fantastic pickup. Offensive line's doing good. Mixon's been a thousand yard rusher. So, I mean, their offense is potent uh, going up against a very good Tennessee Titans defense. I'm very excited to see it. As far as um, Cincinnati's defense, on paper, they are a good rushing defense. Um, but you let somebody like Josh Jacobs, who is a is a good running back, but typically, I swear, I promise you, he never gets over 60 yards. He got 83 on 13 carries, and you're going to put Derrick Henry up against that, and it's going to be a high of 36. Uh, it's going to be I, – I don't think I'd want to tackle him, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, so It's like, you know, as people say, taking a baseball or softball to the arm when it's cold is tough, taking a full-grown man. Right. When it's cold, it's got to not feel good either. Right. And I, I, I've seen the take plenty of times. That's the only thing I'm going to say about Twitter. I've seen the take plenty of times from Bengals fans about the same old thing that we've heard for, what, two, three years now. All you got to do is stop Derrick Henry. That's not true. Yeah. Shut right. up. You're lying to yourself. We did what we did this year without Derrick Henry for mm-hmm. dang near eight, nine weeks. I mean, this team has this team has seen the gutter, and they've played well out of the gutter without their whole team in Derrick Henry. And I think that if there's a situation that comes about where Derrick Henry's just not running the ball good enough, Ryan Tannehill leads the league in, in comeback uh, in game-winning touchdown drives mm-hmm. since 2019. I mean – All I'm going to say. Yeah, like – the, the fact that the Titans got that one seed we talked about last week is remarkable, seeing as how many players they have. I mean, Ryan Taylor's from the bat boss, the Col- Cody Hollister. Right. Um, Tommy Hudson, Darrington Evans, Racy McMath. Mm. That's who he's having to throw to yeah. instead of Julio Jones, A.J. Brown for a full season. Now he got him back, of right. course. Nick Westbrook Aquino looked good this year, yeah. too. But yes. When you've had to do that and you haven't had the probably the best running back in the NFL behind you, right? And yeah, you uh, to get here is remarkable. It's going to be tough. Um, I'm interested to see what Joe Burrow does on the road, you know, mm-hmm. playoff game on the road because that crowd's yeah. going to be insane. Yeah. And um, Burrow, Burrow just he oozes confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think there's any situation where he's not going to be out there just talking crap and just like he, yeah. he believes in himself hundred percent and rightfully so because he is very good. And Cincinnati has built yeah. a lethal offense around him. I think um, what's going to come down to though, is that Titans defensive line. You saw it against the bills. They can get yeah. after burrow. Yeah. Uh, and because you know, the Bengals offensive line is still not as good as right. you would have liked probably, but right. I think what helps Tennessee, if they do get into a situation where Derrick Henry's not running the ball or they can't really get much going on the ground. Uh, I think the weakest part of Cincinnati is their secondary. So Mm -hmm. um, we should see some opportunities for Ryan Tannehill to connect with AJ or Julio or even Nick Westbrook-Aquina, who I just want to shout out real quick, has played 
great this year mm-hmm. given his role and to be you know on some Sundays the number one option yep um he has done very well and the same thing with Deontay Foreman who stepped up for when Derek Henry went down and Dontro Hilliard too um Titans kept their same thing did they change the offense at all no didn't have to people stepped up and that's just the mentality um that I and the culture that I think they've built over these years bringing in um Mike Vrabel and you know just bringing in this whole coaching staff and everything and Vrabel's obviously done a heck of a job um, but I, one thing that I put on Twitter this week that I think that people don't give enough respect to John Robinson, the Titans mm-hmm. general manager, just because him coming over from new England six years ago, um, and this Titans team, he's completely restructured everything because this team, I mean, the, all the years I've been a fan, I started becoming a fan in 2006 when they drafted Vince Young. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an NFL team. My dad was a uh, light-hearted Packers fan just because Vince Lombardi and mom's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> so um, I decided to go my own route. Everybody else I knew was a Panthers fan or a Falcons fan. So I said, screw you. I like Vince Young because I remember watching him beat uh, Pete Carroll. So I chose them. And the, the Tennessee, when they when they were first incepted uh, and they moved from Houston and they played in Memphis for a year and they, then they played in uh, Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville for a year and then they finally moved from the Tennessee Oilers to the Titans in 99. Obviously had success. Young Jeff Fisher, uh, Steve McNair, Eddie George, Kenny Dyson, all them guys. Uh, Javon Curse, they drafted Javon Curse, who was amazing. Made a Super Bowl. Uh, McNair won a co-MVP in 2003. And then uh, after he left, things kind of fell off. And then they got back when I started becoming a fan. They drafted Vince Young, and they got back to uh, one seed in the AFC. Obviously, it didn't go well, lost in the divisional round to the Ravens. And then from that 2008 season until 2017, it sucked. It's awful. <laughs> and we were terrible. And we went through many draft busts. I mean, yeah. Jake Locker taking a top 10 pick on him. That didn't work. Uh, Kevin Dodd, I, I'm just sorry, sorry, Clemson player. <laughs> no, but I understand. Was that. terrible. <laughs> was horrible. And, you know, they've, they've whiffed on so many, brought John Robinson in. Uh, drafted Marcus Mariota, which obviously you know how I feel about him. Yeah, uh, Big Mariota guy, always going to be a fan of him just because of who he is and what he stands for. Now, is he the best quarterback? Obviously, no. Um, but um, Marcus Mariota and those guys that they brought in in that 2015 season who went 3-13, and 13, they were all integral parts of, you know, getting the Titans to where they are today. Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan's been with the team since, like, 2014. He's seen 2-14. and 14, He's seen 3-13. and 13. And then he's had nothing but winning seasons. Like mm-hmm. all these guys, part of bringing this team to where they are now. And I just want them to get there. I, I just yeah. want them to do it. And I, I think they've done a great job building it. Even if this is not the year, I think they're here to stay. But props to John Robinson. That's my ultimate point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun one uh, between, you know, I think two teams are going to be around for a while for sure, um, especially Joe Burrow and the yeah. Bengals, such a young team. And then, of course, the Titans with what they've built. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I did see somebody say though, the coworker who's a Bengals fan, he uh, of course calls the women's basketball games for Carson Newman, and he missed last. Had to watch last week's on the bus. He's probably going to watch this week's game on the bus. I offered to go down to Wingate instead, but since that's such a big game, he's like, no, I yeah, call that one. So, um, and so he could drive over to Nashville. He's like, I'm kind of hoping my friends sneak in a ticket somehow to me. Yeah, and in that case, if you get a call Friday like 10 o'clock, yeah, you're going to uh, Charlotte for that <laughs> one. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, it's a big deal for Cincinnati fans, of course. They finally got to see their team win and uh, a crazy run. I think, you know, 
any of these AFC championship matchups, you know, could be crazy of just teams who have mm-hmm. just struggled for a while. And I can't say, of course, one got to the mountaintop two years ago and been to two straight Super Bowls, but still right. crazy to think about all the AFC teams are just fans are just fans have just struggled for years oh, out, yeah. in the, out in the wilderness between the for Bengals, sure. Titans, Bills, and the Chiefs before two years ago. Right. Everybody's kind of wandered in the wilderness for a while in the yeah. playoffs. So it's just kind of crazy, crazy to see how the NFL has changed in such a short amount of yeah. time. The landscape has been been changed so much, and now these are these are arguably uh, your teams that you're going to see for the next three, four, five years, you mm-hmm. know, just depend, those look between the talent that they've all got and how they've built it up, and I think they're all here to stay. But yep. um, So anyway, that's Saturday at 4.30 at 8.15. The temperature is supposed to be 13 degrees in Green Bay, Wisconsin. As the, Buffalo. <laughs> true. Uh, degree in Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> that's that's unhealthy cold right there. Yeah, it's, like, that's, that's not my good man Iron Eagle was going through it in that yeah. game. <laughs> um, but the Bay Area 49ers, they are coming to Wisconsin uh, to take on the number one seed in the NFC the Green Bay Packers led by Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams and Green Bay opens up as a five and a half point favorite. I'd say that's about right. I mean, I would yeah. obviously take Green Bay just the, the home field advantage for them means more than any other team. Yeah. Um, except maybe like Buffalo, but yeah. Um, I just think when you factor in the cold and then just the history of Lambeau, like like when I think of Lambeau field, I think of uh, this is something for you and me, Richard, like, I think of like Gaffney. I think yep. of like the reservation, like that. Just old playoffs. It, it just has. It lives in lore, and like yep. you've heard, like you know, there's countless stories, mm-hmm. and like there's there's got to be ghosts. Yeah, just you know, I mean, Green Bay is the smallest market in the NFL. It feels yeah. like a hometown team because the town owns it basically, and mm-hmm. it just feels like a classic. You know, if you think about high school football, but tough place to play that just kind of has a lore to it and of yeah. course you know with Vince Lombardi the trophies named after him and all the yeah. legends Brett Favre now Aaron Rodgers yeah uh, yeah that's it's just a crazy place I know I have a friend who was a our family friend that was a referee in the NFL so that was his favorite that's his favorite place to go to when it's warm now when it's cold he hates going there of course right of course when it's warm it's just a lot of history you get to see around the town and around the stadium because yeah. they've been there so long. So Yeah. Something worth noting, Green Bay is 8-0 at home this year. So, yeah. um, um, I think there's your final verdict. So, <laughs> Well, one interesting instance that, that I saw, Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers in the playoffs is 0-3 all mm. time. He has never beaten the 49ers in the playoffs. So well, Something's got to give here. Yeah. The Packers are getting a lot of people back. Randall Cobb might be back this weekend, which uh, – yeah. That's a big get for the Packers. That's why they won the course of that bye week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Marquez Valdez-Scantling might be back. David Bakhtari might be back. Jair Alexander might be back. So, it's a lot of guys coming back that were yeah. this Packers team that weren't there for the toward the end of the season. So, we'll see right. what happens. I think San Francisco does pose a threat uh, because of the versatility of their offense and obviously how good Debo's been playing. But I think Jimmy G ultimately – uh throws this game away for the 49ers and Aaron Rodgers probably you know goes off and has a a solid 295 yard performance for three <laughs> touchdowns mark that down um so well, all right. my man's trying to do his last dance moment and he's and trying he to get it if he can so we'll see he is all right and then Sunday just so many the, the all these games all these games, all these games are going to be so good mm-hmm. uh Sunday three o'clock on NBC we have 
the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic matchup. I believe that they played in the regular season, yes, and the Rams beat them yeah. in week three, uh, 34 to 24. So, obviously, you know, Tom Brady, when, when Tom Brady wants revenge, it typically doesn't go well for the opposing mm-hmm. team. But uh, Tampa Bay opens up three-point favorite. The over-under is 48 and a half. So, um, should be a good one, man. Uh, Buccaneers seven are seven and one at home. The Rams are uh, have gone through a little bit of adversity uh, during the season. They've blown some leads mm. here and there, but uh, they're playing good football. OBJ's you know found a good home for him. He's playing well. Matthew Stafford obviously hungry for his uh, for some playoff uh, victories because I believe was was last first, week not his first playoff that was victory his ever. First one, which makes me think, wow, him and Calvin Johnson were so wasted together. Ridiculous, and isn't it? Detroit, they couldn't get one. Yeah, uh, but Tampa Bay obviously very good team when you're led by Tom Brady. I mean, you you can't count them out ever. So mm-hmm. um, we will see. But that that should be a, a heck of a football game as well. The, Again, the thing, Tom Brady got sacked four times. You got Aaron Donald up front and that entire Rams yeah. front. Um, Tristan yeah. Wirfs is questionable. Right. So, you know, I'm not sure. But running back-wise, if the pass game for some reason can't go, I mean, no Leonard Fournette for sure. Ronald Jones is banged up. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Now, of course, I'm never going to count out Tom Brady because he can sling it around. He can run himself if he has to. Um, yeah. That's going to be – I think the key is going to be that defensive line for the Rams against the offensive line for the Bucks, and then yeah. to see if they can make the Bucks one-dimensional. Again, Bucks defense is really good, too. If they can get after Stafford, too, yeah. it could be a long day for both of these offenses. Right. Uh, and then we move to Sunday night, 6.30 on CBS, the – I don't think there's really any debate. Probably everybody's most look, looked forward to matchup of this coming mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, all games are going to be good. This one's just going to be that much better. Uh, Bills at the Chiefs. This is big time. Richard, take it away. Yeah, so if you remember earlier in the year, these two teams played in Kansas City. The Bills pulled away in the second half thanks to some great defensive stops. And then Josh Allen took over. They ended up getting the win. Um, since then, of course, that middle part of the season, both teams took different directions. The Bills kind of struggled in the middle of their season because I remember talking about, hey, they got over the toughest part of their schedule. Was they, I think they had the Titans after that, also them. But then after that, I was like, hey, they got you know, the Colts, you got who weren't that great at that point. You got the Jags, you got the Jets, and they lost to the Jags. <laughs> You'll forget the Bills lost to the Jags. Um, yeah. They lost, got murdered by the Colts. That was their worst loss of the year. That was the only mm-hmm. loss that wasn't a one-score game. Uh, was that 41-15 loss where Jonathan Taylor kind of inserted himself into the discussion about offensive player of the year for sure. Right. Um, and the Bills kind of struggled till the final four weeks of the season when they were out off four straight wins. Um, the Chiefs, meanwhile, they just took over and woke up after that game yeah. and got back or up to – or in comp- competition for the number one seed, lost uh, next – the last week of the season, and Titans swooped in and took it. But it's still a good Chiefs team. And this is a way different Chiefs team than the first time these two teams played. Right. It's a different Bills team because, remember, Trey, Trey White's not going to be playing in this game. Mm-hmm. And Trey White was on Tyreek Hill the last game. And when Tyreek Hill got some of his last time, he couldn't score in the red zone. So, that's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know Michael Hyde has stepped up huge for this team. But this that's what's going to come down to. Is this defense, can they slow down Patrick Mahomes, who's gotten – way better since that first meeting yeah and um you know it's it's going to be a wild game i think this one's going to be a shootout 
Um, the over-under is 55, which you don't really see lines that high in the NFL sometimes. Right. So I think this could be a crazy shootout game back and forth because Josh Allen has been on it in those last few weeks. And the Chiefs defense really isn't – still isn't that great, I don't think. They're still good, but still not as great as, you know, some of these defenses the Bills have played. Uh, it's going to be a wild one. Um, yes. Just an absolute insane shootout, hopefully. Um, the thing that happened last time, the Bills, when they played the Chiefs, I believe blitzed twice the entire time. And one was mm-hmm. on a fourth and one run play. Yeah. Um. And that threw off Patrick Mahomes because the third one they played last year in the AFC Championship game, the Bills blitzed constantly. Mm-hmm. So now I'm wondering what Leslie Frazier is going to draw up if he's going to go back to the plan at work in the regular season where, okay, we're going to just – we're going to show blitz and back off mm-hmm. or if we're going to blitz like crazy like last year because they both worked at times. They both didn't work at times. But, again, when you don't have Trey White out there, who I'll say it, best corner in the NFL – you gotta see what can happen there so right interesting to see um you know last year i got my heart broken on my birthday by this team now i get my heart broken maybe i'll get my heart broken the day before my birthday by the chiefs <laughs> well great um, let's hope not let's hope yeah not. Let's, let's hope not that i was sad i remember eating cake and being sad <laughs> how can you eat cake and be sad that's a, that's a bad I, life i think i ate life. cake and got a little happier but yeah <laughs> and, but no and also it'll be a fun game and uh, interesting to see what happens there. And what, again, game that my, my blood pressure will stay level. My heart rate will be fine the entire yeah. time. And yeah. I will be relaxed watching this game probably. Hopefully at 6.30 uh, p.m. on Sunday evening, I'm anticipating to see who's the Titans are going to be playing. Or That's else true. my blood pressure will have already probably killed me. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, true. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. And you're right. Both teams are are different from when uh, they first met each other. Uh, Chiefs obviously went through a little lull in that part of the season, and they're playing good football. The Bills went through a lull themselves, and now they're playing really good football, coming off, you know, a massive win last week. So seeing if they can build off of that, we're going to have to see a lot of Josh Allen magic. Uh, he's going to have to do his thing, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to watch it. I, this week is going to be so much fun. I'm so ready. Yeah, great week. Should be fun. Watch this now. We pipe this up. All these games are blowouts. <laughs> yeah, God bless. All these games are blowouts, and the Titans and Bills both get blown out. Watch that happen. Uh, it's just the most miserable week for us. <laughs> I hate it. Stop it. Stop talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to because I don't want that. <laughs> All righty. Well, that'll do it for NFL. Should be a great weekend. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, we're going to, at some point in this podcast, we will talk basketball, but we need to wrap up bowl season for football since we didn't last week. Right. And we sort of did. We talked about our teams in it and, of course, talked about who won the national championship, of course, and we'll go more in-depth on that. Uh, but before we do, uh, Waff, of course, your South Carolina Gamecocks men's basketball team, which is the team that never raises your blood pressure either. Mm. Uh, they're down by 10 to Arkansas right now as recording time after being up pretty big. The most exciting, surprising one, I think, is Miami's up on North Carolina 68-41 to 41 late in the second half. Mm. Um, mm. Miami mm. knocked off Duke at Cameron uh, yeah. last week, so – they might be the team to beat in the ACC, which has not looked great other than Duke this season. So Yeah, Miami's playing really, really good. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Davidson's also – they're tied with VCU. And Davidson's sneakily there at 14-2 and two this year. Mm-hmm. So, you might need to watch out for the Wildcats again. 
come tournament time. And then, of course, Clemson and Duke always play at 9 o'clock for some reason. Yeah. They can never schedule them at 7 o'clock on a weeknight. They're always going to play at 9 or 9.30. But, yeah, so that's just the fun of watching those teams late. But, again, and then, of course, Grizzlies, they won 12 of 13. Stephen Adams picked up Tony Bradley like a baby yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Carried him all the way back to Chicago. Uh, Grizzlies, man, so fun to watch this year. John Morant is on another level. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and I really hope it doesn't come back to bite me. I might have said it last week. I can't remember if I did or not, but, like, all of my teams are doing so good. Something has to give. Yeah. (laughs) Something has to give. Gaffney, state title, Braves, World Series, Grizzlies. uh, Number one in the power rankings today from (laughs) NBA.com. South Carolina football couldn't have ended better. Uh, the Titans are the Titans doing great things. Like something's got to give. Please, God, yeah. just yeah. please, please, please let, let 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 me just have <laughs> such a blissful next couple of months. Yeah, please. See, see I think mine is Clemson basketball because they find new ways to hurt me, blowing a twenty-three point halftime lead in Boston College. That's a new way to blow a halftime lead in ACC. <laughs> Yeah, at least they beat NC State in the game I went to. I'm, can I can I just claim South Carolina men's basketball is my downfall, please? Yeah. <laughs> if that's your downfall, that's fine. They're still I'll just claim six. that. Like, I mean, that's not a bad that, downfall. That doesn't affect me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's odd. I, I, I do love basketball. I would say I love basketball as much as I love football. But South Carolina – Football affects me a lot. Obviously, I put mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of time into soccer, a lot of football. I don't put a whole lot of time into soccer, a lot of basketball. I just never have. And plus, I also grew up a Duke fan. So, I mean, hate me yeah. if you want. I like two teams. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but soccer, a lot of baseball. Oh God, <laughs> that is the sport. Baseball, soccer, a lot of baseball is the sport that I will like ride or die with soccer, a lot of baseball. And when they lose, like I physically hurt. <laughs> because they just lose in the stupidest ways. Yes. I can just hear my grandfather just like, get your bat off your shoulder. I just, you, no, no kidding, grandpa. I think he, I, I know he knows what to do, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Clemson baseball, I got emotionally invested in them a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, and then they went off to play Oregon tournament and lost 17 to two. And I was like, oh, this team hurts. <laughs> so <laughs> never get invested in your teams, kids. Never get yeah. invested in anything. <laughs> live, live a meaningless life and pull for winners. Exactly. Be a bandwagoner your entire life. <laughs> right. Okay. So when we look at the bowl games, um, I'm gonna kind of run through some of these. Um it's been a month since some of these were played. Um, yeah, I know. But, Holy crap. Uh I might just talk about some of these big ones that had some crazy endings. Some of these I may not remember, but uh we'll yeah, kind of roll through them. Um we'll start off uh Cure Bowl, Coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois, the Huskies, big time turnaround from mm-hmm. 0-6 to MAC champions, had to take on a good Coastal Carolina team. And uh, Coastal gets a stop on the goal line as time expires to win 47-41. And Grayson McCall, 22 of 30, 315 yards, and four touchdowns in this mm-hmm. game. And uh, he's coming back for one more year with uh, with the uh, uh, Sean Clears. He also says he uh, pisses teal and black, which I'm like, you might need to get that checked out, son. But you know? <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good thing. <laughs> um, but no, good to see Coastal again. This was a down year for them. I didn't make the Sun Belt Championship after going to the theater last year, but – Good way to end. As much as I hate Jamie Chadwell, they have a good team down there, I think, and a good offense, for sure. They do. 
Um, also, Ducker, running back for NIU, has come up strong. He had 24 carries for 146 yards in this game. Uh, what Tom Hammock's done at NIU is big time with Rocky Lombardi, of course, at quarterback, too. Um, big time turnaround for them. And so good to see the Huskies back in competitive play again. Right. So moving on to December 18th and first big time upset. UAB upsets BYU 31 to 28 in this one. Um, Bill Clark teams just find ways to win games they're not supposed to. Yeah. Shout out just once again, shout out UAB for, you know, taking the football program away and then they've come back and they just haven't missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, nine and four, good year. Excuse me, upset a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you, you really can't take too much away from that no. for sure in that season. And then, um, sorry, I got change. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. I'm trying to find the exact score this game. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they won FCS Bowl game, the Celebration Bowl, HBCU National Championship, Jackson State against South Carolina State. Everybody thought this is going to be a blowout for Jacksonville for Jackson State. Yep, they were look good. They were eleven and one coming mm-hmm. into this game. South Carolina State was six and five, and and they got up quick, seven nothing. But South Carolina State pulls away second half and wins thirty one to ten over yeah, Jackson what a, State. What a performance from the Bulldogs! Yeah, blowed them out. Shaq Davis named MVP with five catches for ninety five yards and three touchdowns. That's insane. Mm-hmm. stats um buddy pew who's been there for like 30 something years now uh that's his first ever celebration bowl win i think he's going to end up retiring and what a career he's had man i mean i was talked about i went semi-viral on twitter no no big deal because i mentioned malcolm longgrass <laughs> south Carolina state quarterback right of all time he won four straight meac titles but they can never get done in the playoffs back then but uh mm-hmm. still big time win for him uh, also, South State does this with, like, a bunch of 2A and 1A kids from South yeah. Carolina, which is yeah. good to see. They, of course, got some of those from the bigger schools, but right. a lot of guys from a lot of small schools get it done. So, mm-hmm. so recruit the small schools and recruit South Carolina, folks. There's a lot right. of talent here. Um, yes, there is. <laughs> check them out. Uh, back to FBS. Uh, Mar- Louisiana knocks off Marshall 36-21, to thanks to 20 points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi Lewis, 19-31, two and 70 yards and a touchdown. So, Louisiana, 13-1. and one. The Raging Cajuns' only loss was to Texas in week one. So, yeah. still got to watch out for the Raging Cajuns. Again, no uh, – just lost Billy their Napier. Yeah, no, Billy Napier now at Florida. So, interesting to see what happens with Louisiana moving forward. But mm-hmm. if they can keep talent like that, they'll still be good. Yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky and App State. Western Kentucky rolls 59-38. to 38. Bailey Zappi, yeah, 33 a, of 47, 422 yards, and six touchdowns. This kid was at Houston Baptist last year. Mm-hmm. Came up when basically that entire staff went from Houston Baptist to Western Kentucky. And he's insane. Stearns, the wide receiver, he's going to be a big-time draft pick. 13 catches, mm-hmm. 184 yards, and three touchdowns. Just insane. Yeah, numbers. this mug threw for 5,900 yards this year. Yeah. Insane. And then 62 threw. touchdowns, 11 picks. Unreal, man. Yeah. Insane. I think he has one more year left. I'm very, I'm pretty sure. So that's crazy. Um, App State 10 and 4. Mm-hmm. Sunbelt runner up. Chase Bryce coming back for one more year. So, hey, run it back. 
see what the Nears can get done. Um, this mm-hmm. one pains me to talk about, but Liberty beat Eastern Michigan 56 to 20. Mm, Eastern Michigan sucks. They always have and always will. Yeah. Uh, Malik Willis, he's a guy that's getting looked at. 13 to 24, 231 yards, three touchdowns. He's a guy that's kind of like a Josh Allen, like I said. Um, mm-hmm. Just young, kind of raw talent that hopefully the right guy can find. So we'll see who picks him up in the draft if he gets drafted. Just in the quarterback to see for sure. Um, uh, Utah State beats Oregon State in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I don't know why Jimmy Kimmel has his own bowl game still, but <laughs> sure, 24 to 13. Uh, Utah State. Very strong into the year. I win the Mountain West. Some are a good San Diego State team and beat a Power Five team to 11 and 3. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, they're running back 26 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. So, good, good year mm-hmm. for Utah State. Before the Frisco Bowl between San Diego State and UTSA, two really fun teams this year. And San Diego State gets the better of the Roadrunners 38 to 24. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise we actually had some offense from San Diego yeah. State in this one. Right. Um, I believe the punt god, yes, he played his final game and only had three punts for just 46 yards on average, but had one that landed inside the 20 and one that went 50 yards. So solid, solid final game with the punt god, Matt Ariza, mm-hmm. in college. So look forward to seeing him hit bombs mm-hmm. in – the NFL, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Um, Armed Forces Bowl, Army and Missouri. Army beats Missouri 24-22. This game was wild toward the yes, end. It was. Yes, it and was. Army kicks a field, walks off a field, walk-off field goal to win it. Army's dangerous, man. As long They are always a dangerous team. Yeah, Jeff Monk has done a great job because, yeah. obviously, you know, the biggest thing – when you think of Army back, you know, three, four years ago was that, oh, they can't beat Navy because Navy had that stupid, impressive win streak over them mm-hmm. in that game. Uh, but now I mean, Army each year is a tough team that I think a lot of a lot of people are scared to schedule because mm-hmm. obviously they, they're, what, independent. So, I mean, yep. they can play whoever. Uh, but they, a lot of teams don't want to schedule them because, one, triple option. Two, this is a, just a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've played the likes of Michigan and Oklahoma, and they've brought them to the brink. Yeah, so. took Oklahoma to OT a few years ago with uh, with Kyle Murray quarterback. So yeah, so and by by the trans transitive property, I mean Army beat Missouri, put a hat that puts them with a win over Florida. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, <laughs> we love that. Like, so Army's like what third in the East SC East this year? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, Good year for them. Speaking of Florida, oh, Gasparilla Bowl. Mm. You know what? At one point, I'm I'm very happy with this final score, but also I'm like, oh, no, UCF Twitter can talk now. Right. Great. Uh, UCF beats Florida 29-17. They pull away in the third quarter. Uh, they have Bowser, uh, 35 carries, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Could not stop them, could the Gators. Um yeah, this is just the end of an era. This is the end of Dan Mullen era. Of course, his staff there at Florida, um, most of them probably going to be gone, and that's how it ends. They go six and seven, and you lose to the most insufferable football team on Twitter. Hmm. Trash. <laughs> 29 to 17. So, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, what a way to go out for Florida this year. Um, yeah, for sure. Good luck to Billy Napier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck, brother. Yeah. Um, Georgia State. Beats Ball State 51 to 20. 
I mentioned that simply for the fact that Georgia State comes to Columbia, South Carolina to start the year next year against uh, the Gamecocks. And Georgia State led by former South Carolina offensive line coach and interim head coach Sean Elliott. So, uh, yeah. Also, the kid from Gray Collegiate in South Carolina, mm-hmm. which is a high school in West Columbia, if none of y'all know that, uh, Casey Adams. Casey Adams, he's going to Georgia State. Kid mm-hmm. was not highly recruited, but he had the most rushing yards in the nation yeah. in high school this year. So watch out for him. Uh, that, kid's, that kid's so talented. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. Go That's look up Casey Adams highlights, please. I'm telling you, he's crazy. Yeah. They also, I think, they, I don't know if he's still there or not. Uh, Michael Colson, that quarterback from Chapman, was the backup quarterback mm-hmm. at Georgia State. So Nice. There's some ties to the area, too. There. I don't know if he's going to get to start next year or not, because I think Georgia State's quarterback ended up transferring out for his grad year. So, interesting to see if he comes back. I saw him well, – he got hurt when he played in the state championship in Williams-Brice right. that year. So, interesting to see if he comes back for that. Um, yeah, a bunch of games get canceled because of COVID. All of the ACC, it felt like, which sucks. Um, uh, it, I'm going to say this. NC State, stop claiming 10 wins. Stop it. You can't claim 10 wins just because your bowl game got canceled. It stinks. <laughs> right. I hate it. But here's the thing. Dave Doring gets a bonus if they win 10 games. So we all know why you want to win 10 games, Dave. Mm, Don't say yeah. it's for the kids when it's not. Right. Am I still salty y'all beat Clemson this year? Absolutely. But still. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, maybe if you beat if you beat Wake Forest and make the ACC championship game, maybe this doesn't happen to you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> also, I want to say uh, induct – West Virginia as an honorary member of the Big Ten because they lost to Minnesota 18 to 6. And that's just funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, which we had a six foot nine, 380 pound lineman score a touchdown for Minnesota in that one. Yeah. We love that. PJ Fleck understood like this game does not matter. Let's go do whatever we want. <laughs> right. So dumb. Uh Birmingham Bowl, Houston and Auburn. Uh, Auburn without Bo Nix, of course, and uh, Clayton Toon took advantage of that. And uh, Houston defense took advantage, 26 of 40, 283 yards, two touchdowns as Houston wins 17 to 13. Auburn's in an interesting spot. Uh, yeah. They went six and seven this year. No Bo Nix. He's going to Oregon, um, which is kind of weird because that's who he beat. <laughs> yeah, his first, yeah, his first game. Um, and everybody thought he was going to be big, and he just kind of stayed the same. He had big moments, but eh. yeah. Other than that, he had plenty of head scratchers too. So yeah, weirdest quarterback of all time. Well, besides Brock Purdy, I think Brock Purdy might be. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, But he's going to. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how Auburn does. Uh, Obviously, first year head coach Brian Harson. So Mm -hmm. um, we'll see how he handles this and how they build, or if they regress, we'll see. They got Penn State coming to them next year. I know early in the season, so that'll be a good test. Yep. It's in Houston. Uh, Dana turned that team back around after they yeah, did for a bit. And Dana Holgerson got him uh, to the American Championship game and then um, got him a win over an SEC team. And I think the only other loss, mm-hmm. I think they lost was other losses, Texas Tech, I think. So, yeah. In week one. So that's pretty, that's a good year for Houston, for a team that's kind of wandered in the wilderness for a bit after having that good year a few years ago when they beat Florida State in the Orange Bowl, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Air Force beats Louisville 31 28 in the first responder bowl because of their quarterback, Hazik Daniels. The man can run it, but the man can throw it. And the most dangerous quarterback in an option offense is a quarterback that can throw. Yep. Nine of 10, 252 yards and two touchdowns for an option quarterback. Mm-hmm. Insane. Like, yeah. 
Also, Louisville's bad. <laughs> Louisville's bad besides uh their quarterback. So yeah, he's he's literally everything. Yeah, so. uh, he's coming back. I think he's coming back for one more year. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. But Louisville, oh gosh, it's it's rough. It is rough. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech, and Mississippi State. I just I realized this, and we didn't talk about this when previewing this. Mississippi State had to go back to the Liberty Bowl after losing to Memphis in that way, and then go mm-hmm. back for a bowl game yeah. at the end of the year against uh yeah. against the, their former coaches, their coach's former program, and their coach's right. former program put the beating on them. Yeah, you could tell they did not want to go back to Memphis. So <laughs> yeah, thirty-four to seven win. They just kind of showed up and they stood yeah. there. They're like, we're going to get paid, and that's all we're doing. So yeah. <laughs> 13 to 7 at halftime. So they're like, let's make it respectable and then see what happens. And, and then Chandler Jones Park. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Texas Tech, uh, 7 and 6, Mississippi 7 and 6. This, this game happened. I think it's all yep. Right. All right. Uh, Alamo Ball, Oklahoma beats Oregon 47 32. Uh, this game really wasn't that close. 30 to 3 at halftime. Yeah, that's uh, bad. Anthony Brown's a weird quarterback, too, man, because mm-hmm. he his second half, great. First half. Oh, God, he couldn't hit anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, but Caleb Williams leads Oklahoma, and now Caleb Williams might be transferring, might not. Yeah, who knows? That's weird. <laughs> isn't he it? said he's going to leave, but he's also left it open to come back. And so it's like, is he going to USC? Is he staying here? Screw it. South Carolina's open. Come on, man. <laughs> he comes in and beats Mr. Rattler again for the job. <laughs> <laughs> this man's goal is to follow Spencer Rattler yeah, around wherever he goes, and just Rattler transfers job. to like West Virginia afterwards, and then Caleb Williams like, "Yeah, I'm coming too, man." <laughs> Spencer Rattler, I'm going to Furman. Well, guess where I'm going. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like we talked about, Clemson beats Iowa State twenty to thirteen in the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, Clemson is the year ten and three. Again, good year, down year for Clemson. Uh, again, down year is a ten and three bowl win. Top you're in a good finish. you're in a good position if yeah. that's if that's your outlook. Yeah. So good spot. Most of the defense has said they're coming back next year, including Xavier Thomas, KJ Henry, which is huge for Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then of course Kate Klubnick coming in at quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see what that quarterback battle is going to look like. Uh and Hunter Johnson transferring yeah. back to yeah. Clemson. Yeah, it's kind of like a Zeb Nolan situation, I think, in which he's coming back as a GA and they're like, mm-hmm. we got a spot for you. And yeah, so, so it's kind of weird. That's the first ever transfer, I think, in the portal to go to Clemson because Clemson doesn't use the portal that much, right? Hasn't used the portal, and it's a guy that was already there. So, which look, I, I still don't understand that because I don't it, either. I really it, don't either. It's a thing that is there and it's completely fine. Why mm-hmm. won't you use it? Davos just stubborn about it, but yeah, uh, but but yeah. Look at what Dabo's done. I mean, nobody's yeah. going to question him. He's done amazing. Yeah, so. like if, if they're going like seven and five or something, then I think you'd start yeah. mad about it. Um, then I'm sure everybody be on his on his tail about getting them. But yeah. you know, whatever. Um, uh, Maryland beat Virginia Tech fifty four to ten. Yeah, what was this, Virginia Tech? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I look, I was one win away from winning my bowl pick on that sixty five dollars. And I picked Virginia Tech with pretty good confidence to win this game, and they lost by 44. Tolua Tagovailoa, 28-24, 265, and two touchdowns. Virginia Tech played like three quarterbacks in this game. One kid, I, he was this tall, blonde kid, that hair all the way down to here, and he looked like he weighed 124 pounds. And he had put him out there at quarterback, and he was running the option. It was like, 
Oh no. Oh no tag. <laughs> yeah. I let my emotions get the best of me because this, I made my bold pick them picks uh, like a day or two after. Oh, after I, signing day and stuff. Yeah. That commit <laughs> was committed to Carolina. And then he flipped to Maryland and they had a whole video out about it. And the kid's parents said, we like go Terps better than go Cox anyway. So I was just like, Marilyn, you know what? I, you, you're going to get killed. And you know what? They proved me wrong. So good for you Terps, but screw off. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So get ready for next year. Maryland starts off the season four and oh, and finishes are right back here at seven and five. <laughs> Amazing. Can't wait. Please put somebody get an open date. Like Georgia state gets COVID <laughs> Maryland. Come on, come on down. Come to Columbia. Please. That needs to be a bowl game next year. Maryland stuff. With all the ACC versus SEC bowl games, we, we can make, or oh, I have a big 10. There's a big 10 SEC game. Oh, yeah, one. I forgot. I forgot that that's that. Oh, that's Outback Bowl. Okay, they got both got to be good enough to get to the Outback. Okay, we that's both have stretch. to win. We both have to at least have nine wins. Yeah, we got both of y'all get nine wins. We can make this happen, and then plus we get three blue and onions, South Carolina wins. So love that. We'll see. Uh, Zoom thirty of Michigan State beats Pitt thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, Pitt was going through it. They had, of course, Kenny Pickett didn't play because uh, he was opted out. Then. Uh, Nick Patty started, got a touchdown, but got injured running it in. But Davis Bevel from Greenville, South Carolina, comes in. It. He didn't do that bad. 14 18, 149, a touchdown, but he threw that pick, a pick six at the very end. Mm-hmm. And Michigan State, of course, 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter to pull away. Peyton Thorne, again, had no kind of walker behind him, but went 29 50, 354 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, mm-hmm. Michigan State with an offense. It's a lot of fun. Pitt with an offense. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for both of these teams to regress to back to their grinded out 10 to 6 days and just drag right. you down with them. And they'll finish 6 and 7. Yeah. That's that's going to be interesting. To see they'll happens. finish 6 and 7 losing in the pinstripe bowl. Yep. <laughs> no, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. What did they put Michigan? Like, remember that year Wisconsin and Miami played in the Orange Bowl and next year they played in the pinstripe bowl? This is going to happen with <laughs> yeah. these two teams. <laughs> Love. Amazing. Uh, like I said, Mayo Bowl, South Carolina, rolls with North Carolina 38-21. Of course, Kieran Jordan had a great day, and Kevin Harris goes out 31 carries, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Couldn't ask for a better way to end the year, you know? Yeah, um, for real. Good way. Winning record, bowl win, mayonnaise all mm-hmm. over your coach. Yeah, Shea Beaver gets uh, co-Steve Spurrier Coach of the Year for mm-hmm. the whole nation, so good for him. I, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Along with – Tennessee, uh, Josh Heupel, which I completely I, – I said it already that I think those two home run hires there, mm-hmm. I think both South Carolina and Tennessee, much to the dismay of you, Richard, yeah. um, is yeah. are both in very good hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While I, I love one of those, I hate the other, but, you know. Yeah. You, you know. yeah. Uh, so, we got Tennessee, Music City Bowl, Purdue – Beats Tennessee in overtime, 48-45. This game was drunk. This game was stupid. Yes, it this was. And t- ended dumb. <laughs> I, Tennessee got screwed. Yeah, Tennessee, I, I'm Tennessee just flat got, out and say screwed it. bad. They did. Uh, they again, screwed. you can't review that play. Like, it's stupid. It's dumb. I, now, again, who knows if Tennessee would have stopped Purdue on the next drive and Purdue maybe goes for two and wins. I, I, right. I, but still, Tennessee, you didn't even give Tennessee a chance to win. Right. And yeah, uh, Aiden O'Connell 
26 of 47, 534 yards and five touchdowns. That's about <laughs> David Bell throughout the Yeah, down. you know, I said I my reasoning for picking Tennessee and my bowl picking was because David Bell was not going to be yeah. there. Aiden O'Connell said, watch this. <laughs> uh, Purdue quietly not far. Purdue has quietly had solid seasons mm-hmm. for what they are. They've never – like, I feel like they're not quite there to reach the next step in the Big Ten because they have Ohio State, yeah. Michigan, Penn State, and all them. Yeah, what's up with them? Are, are they starting a trend like with stupid good wide receivers who just kind of come out of nowhere because of David Bell and Rondell Moore, who's a yeah. Cardinal this year? I like, mean, and he had uh, Thompson here in this game went seven catches, two hundred seventeen yards, two touchdowns. He might be the next one for Purdue. So interesting, interesting for sure. Up in uh, West Lafayette, yeah, that's where they are. Indiana. How about this? How about this? If Aiden O'Connell and David Bell would have not gone to Purdue and went to Iowa. Would they have won a national title? Oh, with that defense, <laughs> you can make an argument with that defense Iowa has this year. Maybe not a natty, but they'd have, they'd have been in the conversation. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, they would. We would have gotten blown out by Michigan in the championship game. That's right. Sure. Uh, speaking of Michigan, we'll go to the college football playoff. First, we're talking about Alabama Cincinnati, twenty-seven to six win for Alabama. And That's about look, right. The score looks lopsided. It was. This reminds me a lot of when Alabama beat Clemson with Kelly Bryant. It was like 24 to 6. Reminds me a lot of that game where Alabama didn't do a whole lot great, but Clemson didn't do anything right. Right. And Cincinnati, there was one point because this game was 17 to 3. Cincinnati's driving. And if they get a touchdown, 17 10 late in the third, and they have a chance. Mm-hmm. And if there's about one second earlier, Desmond Ritter's got a wide open receiver. Yeah. But Alabama just collapsed on him. He had to throw the ball away. So, yeah. I think, you know, did Cincinnati deserve to be here? Absolutely. Yes. But this game does not mean they didn't deserve to be here. They just got outplayed by the better team. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, that just happens. Um, No shame for Cincinnati at all this year. Bryce Young went 17-28, 181, three touchdowns. Robinson, 26 hits, 204 yards. If you can't stop the run game, mm-hmm. Alabama, you, you're screwed. So, all right. And they were. And then the nightcap, Orange Bowl, the one we all thought was going to be a lot closer. It was not. No, it was Georgia not. Rolls 30, 34 to 11. Uh, Stetson Bennett. I said all year I thought they were going to screw up the quarterback conversation here. I was wrong. Because mm-hmm. went 20 of 30, 313 yards, and three touchdowns. Yep. That's insane. And of course, the Georgia defense showed up. And that offensive line made Michigan look mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, Darion, Darion Kendrick getting mm-hmm. player of the game. You know, he already won a national title with Clemson, decided to transfer out. Uh, and, you know, he comes to Georgia and, and makes an impact on the best defense in the country. So, I mean, shout, shout out to him, kid from upstate South Carolina, South Point High School. So, yeah, uh, Bills may take him in the draft as well. I've seen too, which would be big time uh, to help out that defensive secondary for sure. Uh, Gator Bowl, uh, the D Gorder goes out oh, on top, man. 30 yes, 10 over Rutgers. Yeah, uh, Rutgers had five and seven. Center. Rutgers, Rutgers tagged in and got beat bad. Maybe, <laughs> uh, yep, wait for the, the, the D Gorder lucked out, uh, yeah. not having to play AM. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we'll take it though. Um, yeah. Tim Hartman goes out 23 39, 304 yards, three touchdowns, just 11 3 for Wake Forest and a AC Atlantic championship. That's a heck of a year. Yes, it is. Wake Forest. Um, it's the I think they're the second smallest, the smallest power five school, I believe. Yeah. Maybe second. I think Vanderbilt may be smaller, but 
they're one of the smallest schools in the FBS, and just to see mm-hmm. them reach this level is pretty cool to see. Yeah. Especially, of course, if you watch the teams through the past few years, of course, ten year when two thousand seven that nine to six ACC championship team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, fun to see them do so good. Then, of course, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I'll only mention this because Central Michigan wasn't supposed to be in this game. Right. It was supposed to be Miami Washington State. Well, Miami couldn't go because they had COVID. Boise State and Central Michigan were supposed to play in the Arizona Bowl. Boise State got COVID. Central Michigan's three hours away. They drive over, play Washington State, get paid $4 million on national TV, and win. Yeah. What a, what a day. Or what, what, what a couple days for Central Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So Central Michigan goes from getting like a $600,000 payout to a game streamed on Barstool to a $4 million payout to a nationally televised game against a Power 5 school. Um, just insane couple of days. And the Chippewas win, go 9-4. and four. Great way to end the year if you're a Central Michigan fan. Yeah. Um, shout out to Barstool Sports, though, because I, I hope they get a bowl game next year because I was really interested to see what they were going to do. Yeah. And how that game was going to be different because you know they were going to make it their own and they were going to make it different and it was going to be streamed on uh on barstool's website yeah. i can only imagine who the commentators were going to be like i just can't imagine it, it was going to be such a fun time yeah they said uh they had all this production stuff made for it uh one of their producers had been working about two years so i hate that for them so hopefully right. he gets to use that in some point maybe they just find like a fcs game or something like a kickoff or something to do that cool. right if they can get that done yeah uh we'll move to new year's day and a lot of good bowl games here. Uh, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Notre Dame what a game, up, man. Was up uh, big for Oklahoma State. And they blew it. But Oklahoma State wins at 37-35. Jack Cohn's numbers. <laughs> 38 of 68. <laughs> yeah, my God. 509 yards and five touchdowns. And a loss. <laughs> Pain. I'll tell you what's good, and that's Oklahoma State's run defense. Yeah. Yeah, 42 yards rushing for Notre Dame in this entire game. Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, 34-51 for 371 mm-hmm. yards, four touchdowns. He ran the ball 17 times for 125 yards, too. And then Brennan Presley was the guy catching all those passes, 10 catches, 137 yards. Tay Martin, 10 catches, 104 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Oklahoma State woke up and – Ended up getting the win over Notre Dame. This game, yeah, was- Notre Dame has three receivers with over 100 yards as well. So I mean, this yeah. game had this game had offense, man. <laughs> if you liked it, if you like offense, this was yeah. your game. Another game, if you liked offense, Ohio State and Utah in the Rose Bowl. This game, I thought was going to be a blowout early. It was looking like it, and then yeah. Ohio State Smith and Jogba woke up. Yeah, oh my God, catches 347 yards, three touchdowns. A Rose Bowl record. Remember, the Rose Bowl's been around for a long time. Very long time. And he goes off. C.J. Stroud, 37-46, 5-7-3 yards, six touchdowns. Cameron Rising still had a good game for Utah, even though he got hurt and didn't play the yeah. end of this game. This game was wild. This game yeah, was. was a lot of fun. Uh, classic Rose Bowl game. And mm-hmm. comes down to Ohio State kicking a field goal to win it. And just – insanity mm-hmm. <laughs> insanity uh i hate it for utah because their first ever trip to the rose bowl i lose like that but yeah just <clears throat> yeah, Smith and jagua went absolutely off in this one yeah right? that, that uh, one, 
this one touchdown pass where she just puts it right in the bucket. Oh yeah, over the shoulder. Yeah, insane play. Yeah. Um. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, you know how teams go to the Rose Bowl and like they incorporate roses into their logos. Mm-hmm. Utah's is one of the most beautiful, oh, most visibly pleasing things I've ever seen yeah. in my life. So I got to shout that out. It looks so good. Yeah. Well, first Utah's all white. It's just beautiful yeah. already. Yes. But when they put that rose in there, oh, that looks. Yeah. So it just it, it fits perfect because the color scheme and. It just it, where they intertwined it with the U logo is so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we go over to uh, Baylor, Ole Miss, and the Sugar Bowl. Underwhelming. Uh, yeah, under Matt Corral gets hurt. Disappointing. I hate that for him. Yeah, absolutely. I hate the way that his career ends at Ole Miss. Uh, John Rice Plumley didn't come in, which was weird. Uh, they went with Luke Altmaier, who went, who was fine, but Baylor's defense, mm-hmm. which has been so good all year, and that's the reason they won the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Win again, twenty-one to seven. Um, you got to give it to Baylor. Turnaround they've had. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Again, they were dead in the water a few years ago after Art Briles situation mm-hmm. and everything happened, and they completely come in and shut down Ole Miss's offense, and end up getting a bowl in twelve and two Big Twelve champions. That's it's a pretty good day. That's a pretty good year. I think, yeah, uh, everybody sure. would take that for sure. Yeah, uh, Iowa, Kentucky, two teams that have no idea how to play offense, and they nope. did not twenty to seventeen. The way Iowa lost was hilarious because they made yes, a comeback, and then they just heard the dumbest pass at all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodriguez still had a good day for Kentucky, twenty carries, hundred seventy yards, and touchdown. Uh, Robinson, wide receiver, caught ten patches for hundred seventy yards. Yeah, which is funnier when you realize Will Levis completed only seventeen passes, so ten of them went to one player. <laughs> right, um, um, but this this justified my bold pick'em because my bold pick'em yeah. was called Iowa sucks. In both and my <laughs> my highest confident game was Kentucky beating Iowa, so I, I do feel vindicated in that sense. <laughs> and then uh, Outback Bowl, Arkansas and Penn State, uh, 10-7 lead Penn State, but Arkansas scores seventeen on the answer in the third quarter to mm-hmm. win it. 24 to 10. Uh, Sam Pittman got the Hawks turned around real quick. Yeah. Like I said, 2020 in a COVID year, they won three conference games, which was a win of its own, I think, for sure. Yeah. And then this year to come out and be nine and four again, middle of the year didn't go as I was like, wanted. They had those tough losses to Georgia and Mississippi and all them. Mm-hmm. But they got nine and four in the first real year under your coach. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things to look forward to. Yeah, and, like, we talk about coaches that fit a culture. Sam Pittman's a guy that fits a culture for sure, and he fits yeah. Arkansas very well for sure. So, hopefully the Hawks will stay around for a while. That Arkansas-South Carolina game next year could be really fun between two mm-hmm. young, uh, younger coaches. And then, of course, all oh, the game everybody wants to see, the Texas Bowl between Kansas State and LSU. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, Kansas State won 42 uh, Deshaun Vaughn, who's like five foot nothing, <laughs> went yeah. for 21 carries, 146 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, Kansas State rolled. Yeah. So, LSU, uh, Brian Kelly, other uh, starts now. <laughs> um, Whack. Yeah. All right. I wish him nothing but the worst. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then, of course, we'll finally wrap up FCS National Championship, North Dakota State and Montana State. And you, there are certain things in life, death, taxes, and North Dakota State bison. 38-10 uh, to 10 smackdown of Montana yeah. State. Uh, the leading rusher was the fullback. <laughs> Love that. Four carries, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Um, 
Nordgust is the MVP as well. Mm-hmm. He had one – the first touchdown of the game, he could have just walked to the end zone. No, he found one defender by himself and ran him over into the end zone. I love this team. Fullback, baby. I love this this Bison team so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Montana State, though, because they play in one of the toughest conferences, the Big Sky. And to come make it this far in the tough bracket, they had to beat South Dakota State on the way mm-hmm. here. Um, yep. So shout out to the Bobcats as well. They're always a fun team to watch as well. But, man, just you run at the buzzsaw, you better be ready. And they yeah. were not for that game for sure. But Bison, they've won eight of the last ten national championships in the FCS, which – is insane. <laughs> it's a heck of a dynasty, man. Yeah, yeah. Unable. That's seen. That's seen three coaches. Yeah, yeah. Three coaches. I mean, you think about there. obviously the dynasty in FBS is Alabama. Man, and it's just coach. been Nick Saban. Yeah. Uh, but this team has gone through three separate coaches, who two of them now have gone on to have, um, I think, pretty su- uh, successful. Yeah, FBS Craig Bowles, like Craig Wyoming. Bowles, Wyoming. Obviously, he had Josh Allen there at one point. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other guy, I can't remember who it is, but you know, uh, I'm sure Kansas this State, guy in State. And they went eight and oh, five. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. They both got good FBS jobs and have done pretty well there. So, yeah, we'll see where this guy eventually ends up and see see yeah. him succeed. Yep. And North Coast State will try out a fullback again next year and it'll run for 118 yards and two touchdowns. So, <laughs> love it. Um, and then, of course, CFP National Championship. We talked about briefly last week. We'll talk about it again. Georgia breaks mm-hmm. the curse. Yep. Beats Alabama 33-18. This game, first half, not a whole lot happened. Second half, though, Georgia special teams came up big, get a blocked field goal, get a stop late, and then, of course, the pick six at the end, and Georgia wins it. And, of course, Stetson Bennett had that absolute dime in the back of the end zone mm-hmm. to kind of seal the deal, 33-18. Again, I was wrong about Stetson Bennett. 17-26, 224, or two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Against the really good Alabama team, that was uh his uh insane. His story, his story is really good, man. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah. just coming from walk on to what he is now, and obviously been through a lot of ups and downs. And Georgia's been kind of shaky on whether or not they were really going to commit to him, or if they're going to commit to JT Daniels, or yeah. or whatever they were going to do. And and why they wound up with a national title out of it. So props to him. Yeah, it is kind of crazy to think. Think of all the quarterbacks George has had in the past 40 years. I mean, oh, I Matt know. Stafford, Aaron Murray. Mm-hmm. One of the two biggest ones I know from when watching them. Yeah. And they were the ones that didn't get it done. Yeah. The, it was Stetson Bennett is the one. The, the players that have just come through yeah. that school in, in just the past 15 years. Yep. Yeah. Todd Gurley and uh, you think about Nick Chubb. Yeah. I mean, David uh, Pollock. Sony Michelle. Yeah. That, uh, their defense has been guys. great all the past few years. And then mm-hmm. – so, it's that's and Bennett is the one that gets it done. But uh, it took a big time defense, of course, Jordan Davis, and the rest of that defense. That Kobe Dean, who's insane, mm-hmm. um, the great, and of course Kelly Ringo, who had that pick six mm-hmm. to win mm-hmm. it. And Darion Kendrick did not give up a reception in the national title game. Mm-hmm. So that's he's one. I think he's the he's the only is one of three players to I think win two national championship two different schools. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I know Cam Newton's one of them because he was a backup at Florida. Right. I can't remember who the other one is, but still, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, I don't think Alabama's dead. I don't think you can say they're dead because Bryce Young still had a pretty good game for two bad picks. And, again, they're going to – half their team was injured too. I get that for Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, they'll be back next year, of course. I mean, literally, I always. Think I was hearing somebody that was at the game said that people were already like, "Oh well, we'll be back in LA next year." So, <laughs> right, yeah, go <laughs> that, and buy your tickets. That's what it's like for Alabama fans. Uh, so yeah, and, uh, but Georgia gets it done, thirty-three eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. and win their first national championship since 1980. I hate it because we can't get these memes off. Um, <laughs> right. But now we can get them off about Notre Dame because they haven't won since 1988. So. And that that might be even better. Exactly. You know we can get Notre Dame, Tennessee, and Michigan now. We can still make fun of all of them. So we're we can, we're can still good, y'all. We're still good on the memes. But uh, like we said last week, we did the wrap-up of Clemson, South Carolina. Solid years for both. Of course, a lot of positivity for South Carolina. Looking forward with, of course, the new additions. Yeah. Transfers and, of course, with Shane Beamer, Clemson. Got to look forward, of course, with their new additions. Um, some changing around the coaching positions will be interesting. But in terms of the defense, I think it's going to be a really interesting football season next year for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I'm obviously looking forward to it. I think, um, <clears throat> like I said, a lot of hype surrounding South Carolina. I'll be interested to see what they do with it and um, how they wind up in the SEC next year, and then also with Clemson just to see if they can um, bounce back and have more of a more of a year that they're accustomed to having now. So, I, uh, I have pulled up the week zero schedule, and uh, there's one game I already told you about that's incredibly stupid. This might be the dumbest week zero schedule of all time. I'm just going to okay. go for it. Uh, you have Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Nevada at New Mexico State, which could sneakily be a pretty good game. Austin Peay's at Western Kentucky. Okay. This one. UConn at Utah State. Mm. Utah State's going to bury that team. Mm-hmm. There are two ACC teams playing in week zero, but they're not playing each other. Duquesne's playing Florida State, and Florida a and playing North Carolina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Wyoming goes to Illinois. That has – stupidity written all over it yes it does but the one game that's going to be amazing it's the return of the greatest green 19 of all time the nebraska Cornhuskers take on northwestern mm-hmm. in dublin ireland <laughs> i have several questions <laughs> yeah why <laughs> what a dumb game <laughs> If this is how you're going to introduce people in Ireland to football, why pick these two teams? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's that's your week zero schedule. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, gonna be a lot of fun. No, uh, week one, of course, next year. Of course, we talk about Georgia State and South Carolina's the start of the season for them. Clemson doesn't play till Labor Day next year. They play uh, Georgia Tech in Mercedes Benz down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So. Got to wait a little while for them. But uh, it's going to be an interesting season next year, of course. It's going to be a lot of fun. Interesting to see what happens with the playoff course. Some of these teams, of course, it's going to be their last years and some of their these conferences too. So, yeah. All the changing going around there. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, it's gonna, that's a bow on college football season finally. And, of course, next week we'll talk in depth more about basketball. Uh, Duke and Forest State just started off, and Duke's up eight to six. So Nice. Hopefully Duke can hold on for that win and ready to hopefully dive deep into college basketball more. Oh, God. Houston's up on South Florida 38 to 10. I just saw that score. Ew, oh, my God. They just started the second half. Um, oh, oh. The second half. Oh, my God. Oh, my Florida. God. Florida 10 points in the first half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? 
Oh, okay. Also, this, I don't know why this game is happening. Ohio State played IUPUI tonight. Mm. Ohio State won 83 to 37. Ew. What? Oh, some ugly. Maybe we don't need to talk about college basketball. This is. <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't, I don't guess Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis is really known for their basketball team. <laughs> that's so. true. That's true. I don't really know what they're known for. Except I for feel like the, they're engineering. What school. are they? The Jaguars? I think so. Yeah. All I know about them is that I know someone who went to school there, and they have Garfield on their court because I think the guy <laughs> who made Garfield went there, and Very so they nice. put him on the court. <laughs> Side note: Find me a team, professional uh, college, whatever that's named the Jaguars. That's good. You can't. I bet you can't. <laughs> you might be right on that. That's good um, at any of the three major sports: baseball, football, basketball. I bet you can't. I bet you can't. That, that, that's your homework. That's everybody's homework that's listening. Find me a Jaguar school that is good or team, not school, whatever. Yeah, there we go. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, hopefully we are back here talking happily about our teams in the NFL playoffs or next week might be an all-timer if both of our teams lose because um, oh, five-hour show but just us complaining five-hour um, show and we're going to talk about nothing but those two games screw the rest of the games <laughs> uh.